I am deeply, deeply infatuated with Matthew Stafford. Slee, why wouldn't you be? He's thrown nine touchdown passes should in be. three yeah. games. That's no, the should most be. in Rams history, tied with Kurt Warner. The Rams are 3-0, and and I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. The Rams are the best team in the NFL through the first three weeks of the season, and I don't think there's a good argument for a different one. Uh, I think um, I think nobody's going to really make a case against you. This was supposed to be your first test, and you didn't just pass it. This wasn't a three-point win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because no. you got lucky and yep. a turnover by Brady when he's – no. This was – you dominated a football game that even a 10-point win does not – Tell the full story of the score. Rams could have put up forty points. That's just that's absolutely could have put up forty points. I thought the defense probably not talked about as much, um, simply because more than anything else, because you're so focused on their offense, you're so focused on Matt Stafford. Stafford is such a conversation every single game that that's going to get a lot of the attention. But just a just a fantastic week for the Rams. You you said it. This was not just a signature win for this team, which it was. It was a win that was decisive in every possible yeah, way. Yeah. This was not a Hail Mary at the end where you win. This was not you're scrambling to kick a 50-yard field goal with time expiring. This is not Tom Brady had one of the bad days that every quarterback has during a season and you took advantage of a couple of interceptions. This is not a fumble or a special teams gaffe or any of these things that can lead to easy points in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. These were long touchdown drives against a Super Bowl champion from a year ago this was a defense that had been that was very successful against a team that had been scoring at will through the first two weeks there was nothing fluky about this and and I'll I'll, I'll put this out there too I don't know if Matthew Stafford has played in a bigger NFL game. Mm -hmm. I know he's played in playoff games. I know that in three, in, in his time in Detroit, he played in three different playoff games. If you are a member of the Detroit Lions, and this has been true since the beginning of time, basically, if you get to the get to the playoffs, that's a winning season. Okay, that's not a winning season here. The winning season here is: Are you a top seed? Are you in the driver's seat to host the NFC Championship game? Mm -hmm. Are you a team that can beat the other best teams in the NFC? And the answer to all of those things yesterday was, yeah, I think we are. This was real pressure. You could feel it. Those first couple of throws that he had were not great. Mm -hmm. He was amped up. He was hyped up. but Missed a couple guys. He missed a wide open yeah. to Sean Jackson. I know they hit it in the third quarter, mm -hmm. seventy five yards, but we could have seen that play in the first Under quarter. That, yeah. yeah, he just he just missed it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what happens occasionally. But what's so refreshing about this version of the Rams is that it felt like, ah, we missed it. Not well, that was our one chance and it's never coming back. It was okay, we missed it right there, but we're still okay. There's there's an energy, there's an enthusiasm, there's a drive with this team. And don't take my word for it. Watch Sean McVay on the mm -hmm. sidelines. Watch him chase Deshaun Jackson up the tunnel after yeah. a long touchdown like that he's feeling energized yeah I've seen Andy redo that a ton of times with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes he just just step by step um <laughs> you know it's funny Trav I so I I, I want to make sure that I also say this because I, I kept saying leading into the first three weeks of the season and even leading into Sunday's game against Tampa I let, let's see more I mean okay what, what do you, you you watched you played a good game against the Chicago Bears is it that big of a deal you won by a field goal against the Colts. Is it that big of a deal? Let's get some tests here. What what do the Rams look like? And you're not going to get as good of a test when you say it's Matt Stafford, the most important game of his career. I know what you're trying to say. What you're trying to say is 
with the Lions, expectations were different. Trust me, those games were huge for him when he was in a playoff game, and it was huge for Detroit, but the expectation was going to be different of what you're going to do with the Rams. The great thing about what happened on Sunday, you really you passed a big test, and you mm-hmm. looked fantastic doing it. And you got another game coming up this weekend against Arizona, who's 3-0, and that you would think you should pass again. And then you're on the road against uh, Seattle. And then you're going to have other games throughout the season where you have to go to San Francisco. This is going to be great for uh, Stafford and the Rams because all this is is just a prep to where you eventually get 17 weeks in or 18 weeks in this season. And I I think just from a first test perspective, as good as it can be. You've got options too. This is what's so exciting. It's not that, oh, Deshaun Jackson has a big game. We got a chance to win. Or Cooper Cup has a big game again. Two more touchdowns yesterday. We got a chance to win. It's all of these pieces. Cooper Cup leads the NFL in touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson had a 75-yard touchdown yesterday. Robert Woods made a couple of big catches. Tyler Higby had five catches along the way mm-hmm. as well. Sony Michelle had over 60 yards on the ground despite not getting a bunch of touches in the game to begin with. There are all of these little things together that it's... Let's go back to it. When you looked at the previous versions of the Ram, even when they were very good a couple of years ago, it was, okay, we need to deal with Todd Gurley. right? If we deal with Todd Gurley, then the Rams all of a sudden look a little different. And I think that's what happened over the last couple of years because Todd Gurley was either not here or not playing well. You were able to fix it. And it, or, or or control it. And right now, you take away option ones, option two, three, four, and five are still mm. incredibly viable mm. because the quarterback is incredibly viable. It's just it's it's a buzz. There's an energy. That vibe yesterday at SoFi Silly was real. This wasn't just hey, we're off to a good start. Cool, the Rams are here. Place is rocking. People are fired up for this team. Well, listen, I, I think it's different too because. SoFi has 100% been. Hey, I got to go out and see that place. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be that way for a while, Trav. Like, uh, let me use the Chargers as an example. Chargers are gonna have games where they're not gonna have the local fan base the way the Rams are. So you're gonna see a lot of people that go out to Chargers uh, to watch the Chargers because they want to go to SoFi Stadium. What's so unique? And don't get me wrong, uh, Chargers had a. a a great win against the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. Sure. And, oh, by the way, a week from today, Raiders, Chargers at SoFi Stadium. That's going to be a pretty damn cool atmosphere as well. The difference with the Rams is, like you talk about how great the vibe is, how great the energy is, they're a damn good football team. The product is really good. The product is exciting. It's also that you're not rushing the ball 35 times and everything is on the ground. It's an exciting brand of football. Well, when you're throwing 75-yard touchdowns, I mean, they've had every one of their touchdown drives has gone over 70 yards this year. That's just weird. Mm. And it's not like they've had a handful of touchdowns. They've had a bunch of touchdowns, and they keep doing it. To your point, they've been behind. JB tweeted this out after the game last night. They've been behind for two minutes and three seconds of the entire season. They're 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 getting the lead. They're holding the lead. They don't try to sit on it. They try to continue to score. They try to Tampa is playing it. from behind all all game. I'll tell you where this game turned yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Rams get the ball back with a little bit of time left towards the end of the second quarter. They drive down the field. They score a touchdown. They kick it off to Tom Brady. He's got about a minute left on the clock. You know Tom Brady's going to try and score. This is not hey take a knee, get in the locker room. Let's let, let's get it going. That weird play where Aaron Donald hits him, the ball comes out, right? And all of a sudden, you see this guy going up the right side of the field, and you're thinking, only Tom Brady has that ball land in somebody's hands. Yeah. That's, oh, that is the most Tom Brady thing in the it's world. a 15-yard gain or whatever right. it was. On, yeah. on, a, on a fumble, mm-hmm. they pick up 15 yards, only you can't advance a yeah. fumble like that in the final two minutes. And, and they got it right, and they went back. They try to kick the field goal. They miss. Rams come out, 
third quarter, get the ball to start the third quarter, bang, 75-yard touchdown. It was a 14-point swing. Hmm. It was, And it went from, hey, this is close, this is back and forth again. Brady was really good. He threw 432 yards to, you know what? Rams are a lot better. Now, that doesn't mean control. they played against, but they were in complete control. Yep. That's exactly right. This was domination from a team that had been waiting to do this for a very long time. They finally got to say, okay, you want to see what this looks like when it's fully cranked up? Sean McVay was waiting for that game yesterday, and he nailed it. And listen, you know, I, I think if you're Tampa and you're Tom Brady, just your strategy is going to be a little different. Yeah, you want that win yesterday. Mm-hmm. No question about it, right? They had won 10 games in a row if you go back to last season. But their strategy is different. I, I, I did think this, and I think you would agree with this, this was a more important game for the Rams. It was. Coming into, you know, it, you're the one that has not won the Super Bowl. You're the one. Tom Brady, they, this team's just literally coming off of a Super Bowl back in February. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot more to prove than the Rams do. Or, I'm sorry, than, than Tampa does. But it's how you want it, that you put your foot down. It kind of just lets you know, okay, there's a certain class to those 3-0 and teams that are there. There's a certain class to the just the NFL in general. There's other 3-0 and teams. Raiders are 3-0. and mm-hmm. Broncos are 3-0. and um, Feels different. Arizona's Arizona, 3-0. Carolina's 3-0. They seem to be a class of their own, just like Tampa would have been if they beat the Rams. That wasn't the case. I, I, you look around the NFC. There's the Rams at the top of it. Ta- look, they're gonna they're gonna see Tampa again. That's probably not the last time they're gonna see them. They're gonna have to deal with San Francisco. San Francisco is really good. They got Aaron Rodgers did last night at the end of the game, and the Packers are really good. Sure. You know they've got that guy. So they, they, that's the mix. The teams that we thought coming in still feel like the team coming in. Travis Lee. It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And then there's this. There's the defense. Tom Brady threw for a million yards yesterday, 432, like I mentioned. Just one touchdown. This is what this Rams defense does. It's what they did under Wade Phillips. It's a little bit different last year under Brand Staley. But, yeah, you might move the ball on us, but you're not going to put up a bunch of points. There were no turnovers. They just got stingy in the red zone. They were able to get sacks when they needed them. They were able to get off the field when they needed it. Sure, catch and run, 25 yards here, 30 yards there. That's fine. But that defense is real, Al. It's not just we're going to outscore you the way that it's felt like previously. This is a, yeah, if we want to play this game in the 20s, we can play it in the 20s. We're going to play it in the 30s, we'll play it in the 30s. They, it cuts both ways. Well, the dangerous part is they can outscore you. So mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to say we're not just going to outscore you. We can, but they also got a defense behind it. All right, a um, couple things I want to throw out here. Today's stat hero of the day, Cooper Cup. Yeah. You mentioned it. He's the number one in NFL as far as receptions, receiving yards, and uh, touchdowns. Uh, tied with Aaron Jones, he has actually five touchdowns. Uh, Cooper Dub, Cooper Cup does. He had 96 yards yesterday. Also, two more touchdowns. Uh, he's been fantastic. And you just happen to just grab him on stat hero. 52.3 points for me with Cooper Cup yesterday. Put him in my MVP spot, which means I get the multiplier effect. In the One and MVP. a half points. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So 52.3. I am set up. I need Jalen Rieger to have kind of a quiet night for the Eagles, and I will win yet again at Stat Hero. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. We appreciate their partnership. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy Sportsbook. That gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 300% back on your first play. Do you know uh, Tom Brady led the uh, led the Bucks yesterday in rushing? <laughs> Did I, I don't think anybody tried to run the ball at all. It was more yards. like, eh, we kinda, I think by rule we have to at least run it once or twice. Let's just see what happens. No, n- neither team seemed all that interested in doing anything other than put it in the air. How, Al, yeah. how, how good must it feel? And I know that people are tired of me talking about Jared Goff, and I'm not. 
This is not a Jared Goff thing. But you can't say, I know people are tired of me talking about Jared Goff. This is not a Jared Goff it's thing. Not. And bring up Jared Goff twice in the same sentence. Except for it's kind of a Jared Goff thing, so bear with me here. Okay. How good do you think it feels that Sean McVay mm-hmm. can look at his play call and say, and call anything. I, I can do yeah. anything I want here. I yeah. can, as opposed to, okay, I'd like to call this one, but man, I've seen him in this situation before. This is the one where he holds on to it for five minutes and it ultimately gets knocked out and under a scrum of people. Or and I can't do this because he's never going to see, he's never going to read. If that safety moves over, he's never going to make the adjustment because he hasn't made the adjustment for three seasons in a row. Whereas three seasons in, it's like, yeah, call whatever I want. The the freedom that comes along with that. The the difficulty in game planning against a team. Look, it was third and ten when they threw that 75-yard touchdown pass. The Rams are not throwing that pass with Jared Goff, a quarterback. They're doing it with Matthew Stafford, a quarterback, because they know if it doesn't hit, that's fine. We're going to get back down here again. We'll do it again. It's just so liberating. And that's not me. That's Sean McVay. You can feel it in the building. Well, this is why... That's why you did it, right? That's why you went and give out, gave up two first-rounders because your thought process was we're a Matt Stafford away from having the ability to do whatever the hell we want, and at least through three games. I, I know maybe I'm too cautious, Trav, but through the first three games, it doesn't seem like anything is limited at all. It doesn't seem like um, Sean McVay, like you're mentioning, uh, has to worry about certain play calls that because Matt Stafford is there with him, he could do whatever you want, any predicament, any situation. And they got two more great tests coming up week four and week five. Yeah, well, it's interesting, right? Seattle lost to Minnesota after they lost to Tennessee. Seattle feels like... At Seattle, will be they'll they'll be up for the week, Rams. No, they are. But again, yeah. the Rams always play Seattle tough. Seattle mm-hmm. always plays the Rams tough. But this this feels like, and again, what's coming up after that, at New York, the Giants, okay, haven't won a game. Detroit comes in. I think Sean okay. McVay's probably going to have something for them. Stop there. This weekend against Arizona. W mm-hmm. or loss? Win. At Seattle. I think they're going to win. Okay, I really then what, do. What are the games after that? At New York against the Giants, home against the Lions at SoFi, and then on the road against Houston. So three bad teams. So it doesn't happen often. Think they go? Think they start eight and zero? No, I don't either. I, 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 think, I think there's going to be a loss. One, there's one in there that you yeah. don't see coming that happens because it's the NFL. Yep. Right. It, it could be Sunday against the Arizona, Cardinals. Could it could be Seattle. It, could be. It could be Detroit. I mean, mm-hmm. look, look, look. The Lions have not won a game. They should have two wins. Right. Sure. The, the, the Niners tagged them pretty good, but since mm-hmm. then they could have won a couple of those games. We'll see. We'll see. But it, no, I don't think. But I do think they're going to be seven and one. I do think that they're going to be one of those teams at the ten game mark where has only lost a game or two, and that doesn't happen very. You have to be really good to get to that point. Travis, time four. It is time, and this is what we want our great seven ten ESPN listeners to do. Okay, so everybody knows now million dollar Mondays. We got that coming up next. All we ask is this. Call 877-710-ESPN. Start lining up all the phone calls. When Mm -hmm. we come back, we got some trivia, some NFL trivia. Know your freaking football, all right? (laughs) We got some tickets to give away for you, plus you're going to guess the Super Bowl, the matchup, and the score for a chance at a million dollars. All that coming up next. By the way, coming up at 1230, the Lakers may use Anthony Davis at the center position Great. to start the season. So that's coming up at 1230. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, 
marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, somebody's got a chance to get pretty rich here, Al. 710, of course, is the only station giving you a chance to win $1 million. You're going to want to listen all day. We've got a bunch of people on hold that we're going to get to in just one minute. If you don't win with us, you've got a chance to win with Mason in Ireland. You've got a chance to win with Sedano and Cap as well. If you do win, here's what it is. You're going to win tickets to the Rams and Cards coming up this Sunday at SoFi Stadium. A couple of 3-0 and teams. That's a great prize. And you have a chance to win a million dollars. If you win, we're going to ask you for your Super Bowl matchup and the final score. If you nail it, there you go. million bucks and you are off and running. You ready, Al? Got to get some uh, trivia here, guys. Got to know your football. Let's start with Samantha in Cyprus. Samantha, you are on with Travis and Slee. Samantha, give me your full name. Samantha what? Samantha Weejay-Sakura. Okay. I'm going to have you spell that for Emily here coming up in a minute, just in case (laughs) you got it. All right. Here's the first question, Samantha. How many Super Bowls has the NFC West won? Um, It's a tough one. Travis and I had to guess, too. Okay. I'm going to say... uh, Need an answer. Three, two, one. Not eight. Sorry, Samantha. Not 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 far off though. All right, let's try. Thank you, Samantha. One here. Thank where, you for calling. Where in. you want to go next, here, Al? Uh, let's go to Oxnard. Oxnard. Uh, Adam. Adam, what's going on? You're on the uh, Travis and Sliwa show. Uh, Adam, d- tell me your knowledge on the NFC West. Are you an expert on the NFC West? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, that's not. Uh, I don't know how confident you were <laughs> in that one, but we're gonna go with it anyways. Okay, here, here's a question. Name all the coaches in the NFC West. All the head coaches. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Sean McVay, uh, Pete Carroll. Okay. And, uh, was it uh, Carroll? Five, four. Oh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. There you go. Adam in Oxnard. Adam, what's your last name? Uh, Curio. Adam Carrillo in Oxnard, you have won the tickets to the Cardinals and the Rams at SoFi Stadium coming up next Sunday. Okay, so you got that in the bag. Enjoy the game. Hope you get to see a Rams win. What I need from you now is your two teams. You already won. You already won the tickets. (laughs) Two teams that you think are going to meet in the Super Bowl, and what will the final score be? Obviously got to go the Rams, uh, 30. Uh, Who are they playing? Okay, Rams, Uh, Buffalo. 21. So 30 to 21, 21 you Rams have the Rams over the Buffalo Bills. Adam Carrillo in Oxnard. Good luck, Adam. Enjoy the game and uh, come by and ask me what we're going to do. Ask Slee. Stay on hold. Emily's going to take care appreciate of you. Appreciate sure you get what you need. Congratulations, yeah, Adam. It. Thank you, man. You got it. All right. Don't forget, you can listen to Mason in Ireland, Sedano and Cap for another chance Excuse me to play Million Dollar Mondays as well. So there you go. That's pretty good. He got a little, little hung up on Cliff Kingsbury, but he muscled through it. I even did the, you know, once you start counting the clock, I don't know about you, but the brain just stops. Brain just like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. So he did a fantastic job there. The first question was not an easy one. No, very that was difficult. an easy question. It was very, seven. seven. Seven was the, uh, right? was the answer. Well, Arizona has never won it. Seattle's mm-hmm. won it once. San Francisco has five. And then you've got the Rams with the one Super Bowl title as well. 
That makes uh, that There's makes your seven. seven. That's not that's not an easy one, especially under pressure. But we're going to do it again next every Monday. Monday. So every Monday is mm-hmm. a million dollar Monday, or in Slee's world, every chance uh, Monday is a chance to win Rams tickets game. to a Rams game. Yeah. Right? That's got, you got that going on as well. Anthony Davis at the five, Slee. Is that really something that's going to so happen? So apparently, and I guarantee you, this question is going to come up a thousand times before. Sunday rolls uh-huh. around. The Lakers have their preseason game. Oh, that can't be true. No, no, it can't be true. <laughs> uh, by the way, by the way, tomorrow, make sure you're tuned in here. Ten to noon is media day, mm-hmm. so obviously a lot of Lakers coverage. Get, get to hear from a bunch of the players. A lot of players and everything yeah. else. So, um, so Trav, so just as, as an example here, there was an article that came out. Sham Sharania, Bill, um, Bill Orem, the Athletic, sure. that there's conversations, potential starting lineup for the Lakers. Okay, Russell Westbrook, Wayne Ellington. Trevor Ariza, LeBron at the four, and Anthony Davis at the five. There has been um, so much conversation about AD playing the five. You know, why, why does Anthony Davis play the five more? Look at the numbers when AD plays the five. It's funny. I might be the only one that just doesn't care for it. I, I don't really pay much attention you to You don't the, care for the decision to have him play the five, or you don't care where he plays? Trev, there's 82 regular season games. There's 82 games. Do you really need to see Anthony Davis playing the five against the Sacramento Kings on November 14th? <laughs> Is it that big of a deal? I did have that game canceled, or circled, I should say. That's that's the one I've been looking that's forward the to one. all season long. I, I, that, that's the only thing I say. Listen, I'm as, you know, I, I, I get how successful the Lakers are when AD plays the five. But you know when you're really paying attention? Aren't you just paying attention when they're in the playoffs mm-hmm. and Dwight Howard and, in this case, DeAndre Jordan this upcoming season – have roles where they're taking the minutes at the five, and then six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, you're playing Denver. Okay, yeah, AD's going to play the five. Let's finish off this game. ESPN Rate is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Look, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Slee. I, I, I have heard about LeBron James is going to do this, or Anthony Davis is going to do that, or we got a new guy who's going to be the point guard, or this guy's – okay, fine. It's it's cool. It's fun to move pieces around the chessboard and see how it looks, and it's a fun intellectual exercise to think, hey, how would LeBron look at the four? Fine. What does it look like at the end of close games against good teams? That's all I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Who 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 is on the court, and which positions are they playing, and who has the ball in his hands – with five minutes to go against the Denver Nuggets, against the LA Clippers, against the Brooklyn Nets, against the Milwaukee Bucks, against the teams that they're going to have to beat to go yeah. win an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, LeBron James is not going to be the four in that situation. He's not. But- he, he's going to have the ball in his hands mm-hmm. because LeBron James has been in this league 20 years. And what happens at the end of close games? LeBron has the ball in his hands. He sets up the offense. He initiates the offense. He makes the decision. I don't expect it to be any different. We can list him, you know, pregame show where, oh, LeBron's at the Okay, fine. But he, we know exactly what he's going to do in those moments. I'm looking forward to – there's a lot of things I'm looking forward to this upcoming year. What I don't hold my head on is – AD and Braun playing the four and five like it's the end of the world. And again, I just go back to this. When you get into the playoffs, everything's going to be different. Everything's going to be different. Who closes a game is going to be different. Maybe by the time you get to the postseason, you know, maybe it's not Wayne Ellington. Maybe during the season, it's None. Malik Monk is yeah. awesome or Ken, whatever it is, right? But I, I, I feel like there's so much that goes into the Lakers have to have AD play 35 minutes at the center position. 
No, they don't. And by the way, that's why they went out and got DeAndre and Dwight Howard, so that he doesn't. You know, I'm wondering, we, we spent a lot of today, uh, for good reason, talking about the Rams. 3-0 yeah. started. Yeah. How, how good of a start they've gotten off to. What does it look like, Matthew Stafford being in here? How has he looked with his new team and acclimating with his new teammates and his new coaches? And it feels, even though it's very early, that they're on to something. I wonder what the Lakers, like, what, what's the timeline? You, you tell me that when will you have a sense of, ooh, this looks great, or you know what, that doesn't look like I thought it would. Is it a month? Is it 20 games? Is it 25? Where, where's the number? So Lakers' first 15 games of the year, 12 of them are home. Wow. So you're going to get a chance to get off to a good start. I remember Brian Windhorst a couple weeks ago talked about how don't expect the Lakers to get off to a good start because you got a lot of new guys. Sure. Like that's normal, right? I think for the Lakers it might be a little different. I, I think that part's not going to be an issue. Trav, when you're this, you got this many vets on your team and they've played through 82 game grinds for 15 years and for 12 years and for 18 years and for X amount of years, I think you treat the regular season different. So to answer your question, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I guarantee you there's going to be moments that we look and say, yep, yeah, this team is, uh, they'll be good to go. They're not going to, they're not going to waste all their ammo in December and January, but I think you'll see a quicker start than most people think partially because they have 12 of their first 15 games at home. You know, you talk about treating it differently, and, and for sure. Le- LeBron James does not need to approach the regular season like a guy that's in his second or third year. Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, all the Russell Westbrook, take your pick. They're, they're all made guys in this league. But when you're all kind of getting to know each other, for the you know, Rondo will slide right back in, Dwight Howard will slide right back in. That's just kind of picking up where you left off. But there really are a lot of new faces. Russell Westbrook is a new face. Carmelo Anthony's a new face. None. Ellington, I know he's been here before. But, uh, Ariza's uh, been here, still, but it's been a guys, while. Yeah, it's been right. five years since sure. some of them ten years that they've been a part of the Lakers. It, it, I get it that you do not need to go out there. What was it Tuesday night against Sacramento in November? That you know it's not all hands on deck. You know, no matter what it takes, let's go get this thing done. That there is a, a breaking in period, but you, there is a breaking in period, right? Mm-hmm. That you do need to figure out. Okay, this group works really well together. This one works less well. Ooh, this one's even yeah. better than that other one. That's the first couple of months of the season. It feels like not necessarily just what does the record look like, but to, how does this piece fit with that piece? I, I don't know if. Let me use as an example this past season. Um, if the Lakers Lakers played Phoenix in the first round, mm-hmm. most people thought Lakers were going to win that series. I did. Right? They were a seventh seed. I'm not saying Lakers are going to drop to a seventh seed again. But there are going to be teams in the West that home court is everything to them. Denver wants home court. Utah wants home court. Phoenix wants home court again. You think Lakers are going to play the regular season for home court? Probably not. I don't but, think but so. But that's, that's kind of a risky game to just – and I get it. Last year was different because of the injuries and everything else. But anytime you just – I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. That always leaves me feeling a little off. So I'm, I'm not saying that's going to be the strategy. What I'm going to say is, like you know you say for the Dodgers, you want them to win the division. Mm-hmm. It means everything, yeah, but not at the cost – of what could affect you in the postseason. I think that's the same for the Lakers. The Lakers are not going to go out there and try to lose games. They're not going to be disinterested. They might be in some of these games. But for the most part, they're not going to just say, okay, hey, the regular season doesn't matter. That's not what I'm referring to. But big picture will always be in mind. Last week, you and I were having great conversations about the Dodgers who were a game back and were going into nine games left in the year. And you you were saying... Rest Walker Bueller. Rest this guy. Rest that guy. And you're still doing that today. Why are you yep. doing that? Because you think it makes sense. Big picture for the Dodgers. 
Lakers are going to be in that very similar predicament during the regular season as well. Speaking of that decision, there's a decision that's going to get made tomorrow that I think is all wrong. All wrong. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Get to hear from all of those guys tomorrow. We cannot wait to do that. You know who's pretty excited right now? Adam Carrillo from Oxnard, California. Is How cool is that? Going to the game on Sunday. He's got mm-hmm. a chance to win a million bucks. I like that both of, both of the winners on our show, at least, I don't know about the other shows, have both picked the Rams as the NFC representative in that game. I picked like them, that. and uh, even this trivia. You know, this guy, I talked uh, do you know your NFC West that trivia? That a football fan. Yeah. No, he's a, he, yeah. That, that, that's a question that a football fan gets relatively easy, but if you're a casual, you got no shot at that. So congratulations to Adam. You got a chance to do it again on Mason in Ireland, Sedano and Cap. That's coming up later today. And then next Monday, of course, Million Dollar Mondays all through the football season, Slee. All through the football season. Obviously, great games to go see uh, the best team in football at SoFi. Yeah, no question about it. Travis Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Give me one good reason that Walker Bueller is going to pitch tomorrow because I can't come up with it. The Dodgers are two back with six to go. San Francisco plays three against the yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks, worst team in the National League. They'll finish with three against the San Diego Padres. The Padres have gone south in a major way. To to make up two games in six games, considering the competition that San Francisco has, this just feels like a really bad idea to me. Yeah, you know what's been unfortunate? How long has it been since those two teams faced each other? It, it was unfortunate that September didn't have six games, Dodgers, yeah. Giants, something along those lines. I mean, hell, if you're going to have these two teams fighting for avoiding a one-game wild card, at least they could have played each other. Um, why does Walker Bueller pitch tomorrow, and we both know he's going to pitch tomorrow, and we both know that the Dodgers will still continue even two games back to try to win the division? I, I think there's a little curiosity, right? Is, is Walker Bueller all right? Is he, rather than the next game Walker Bueller pitches is in the postseason, mm-hmm. which that could potentially not happen? Um, That's I a think, good point, by the way. I think there's some curiosity of is he good? Is he all right? I, I, how Can he get not? a little confidence? How could you not feel that way? I'm saying that if he pitches tomorrow, can that also help for his just mental state? Could it be you have enough games? Let me play this for you. Uh-huh. He pitches tomorrow. I don't think he's pitching again. He won't pitch his last. His last start would technically be the last game of the season. I guess the only way he would is if somehow the Dodgers get into a situation where if they win that game, they win the division, then maybe you pitch him. 
That, or, that's the only scenario I can come up with. Or maybe you're tied with the Giants. You win, they win, and now Scherzer and goes in that Hunter third. Yeah, I mean, that that's a scenario, too. I just look. I don't think he pitches in the final game. He's definitely pitching tomorrow. I, I keep coming back to this. Let's talk about what happened yesterday. Uh, Julio Urias picks up his 19th win. He pitches five innings. He gives up five hits. He walks one guy, throws 89 pitches. Okay? It was kind of a meh. It wasn't bad. There was some runners nothing, on. nothing bad, but a little traffic. A little traffic, yep. little traffic on the bases, and he did not look super sharp. He looked okay. This is on the heels of looking okay a couple of times. Arizona's not a good team. So okay against a, a, a team that's well, I think they've lost 105 games. It's it's a mess. So what does that feel like? You you just, you know, you fired a few more bullets out of that gun. You you ran the gas tank a little lower. Pick your metaphor. Now you're going to do the same thing with Walker Bueller tomorrow. What if it's okay? Right? Look, if he comes out and pitches seven innings, he's throwing 95 miles an hour, he's making guys take one-handed swings all night long, just carving them up, it's like, whew, okay, cool. Oh, no, he's, it's a, he's no, back. it's a big relief. But, and probably for him as well mentally. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But I, I would, I, I'm just in this spot, I am playing for the San Francisco Giants. And what I mean is this. You got to get through the Cardinals. We're going to get through the Cardinals based on Max Scherzer being the best pitcher in the National League. I'm going to yep. need him to do that on that day, the same way the Cardinals are counting on Adam Wainwright to do it for them. I like my chances with Scherzer better than their chances with Wainwright. I like the Dodger bullpen and the way it's pitched most of the season. The Dodgers are a better team than the Cardinals look like they're unbeatable, but this is just the most outlier streak you're going to see. It's the longest winning streak in the National League since 1951 or two or something like that. 16 games in a row. It's nuts. It's nuts. But if I can get through it and get into the Giants series and have Walker Bueller at his best or damn near it, have Clayton Kershaw healthy and rested and ready to go, same thing for Julio Urias, I like my chances there because let's be honest, Al, the Dodger pitching, which felt like this insurmountable wave of just one high-caliber arm after the other, feels a little different now. It's still good, but it's not invincible the way it felt a month ago. Kershaw lost to the Diamondbacks over the weekend. Urias was okay. Bueller is who knows right now. This is, this is why it's okay to pitch him tomorrow. You know when game one of a potential NL um, division series against the San Francisco Giants would be? Game one. Friday, right? Friday, a October week from Friday. 8th. Yeah. So just think about that for a second. Let, let's just say you pitch him tomorrow, right? You can have a week and a half off mm-hmm. before you pitch again. It, it'd be different if you have to pitch him tomorrow and then you have to pitch him on Sunday. I think you and I both know that this season's the, – the division will be over before Sunday. It feels like it. I mean, the Dodgers or the I, Giants look, – I thought the Giants – I thought the division was over halfway through last week. But but when I say more and more realistic, they were a game out going into this weekend. Mm-hmm. You thought Giants could easily lose one against Colorado because you were watching the Dodgers go up against the Rockies, and every game was a toss-up. Two games the Dodgers had to win in, in extra innings. Another game they lost 10-5. to They lose ground over the weekend because they lost to Arizona. <laughs> And it's not sixteen and three against Arizona. One of the three came this weekend, and it cost you. It and, cost and, you a game. And let me emphasize this: it's not that the Dodgers are doing anything wrong. No, it's not. They got a hundred wins with six games left to go. <laughs> They're extraordinarily talented and deep and dangerous. Look, this—it's it, a weird deal. Giants have just been 
unfreaking believable. There are two tracks that are parallel that sound like they shouldn't be anywhere near each other. It's I, I, I hate using the word give up because I think it paints a picture that's not what I'm getting at, but I do think that they need to recalibrate their focus that the division if it happens because it happens great i'll take it but i'm not trying to do it i also think that they're still they're still the team to beat heading into the the postseason despite the fact that they're going to go up against a team that's going to have won 29 games in a row right and going up against a team that had the best record in baseball and is rested and has their guys lined up and ready to go i still feel like the dodgers are going to win that series i really truly do Except for they got to get there. And if you, if Walker Bueller pitches poorly tomorrow, what are we talking about? Yeah, okay, yeah, he's got a week and a half to get ready. Got a week and a half. Wouldn't it have been better to not throw 90 pitches? Right? I mean, that, that's what we're talking about. That you're talking about, I'd, let me see 90 pitches against the Padres. Hope that it looks good so I can, whoo, okay, can it, we got a week and a let, half. Let me play this for you. you got, he's going to have eight, nine days of rest. And and by the way, that the only game he'd be pitching from there is which game? Against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Game one against San Francisco. Like, part of me also feels, let this guy kind of reel in what's happened over the last month. Trav, and you could speak better to this than anybody else. If he's fatigued, let's just say fatigue is a, is a big part of it. I know what you're saying. Well, I'd rather him have 14, 15 days off than eight or nine days. Or, or let's say 13, 14 days off instead of eight or nine that's a lot of time off before the first game that you pitch is against the San Francisco Giants up in the Bay Area. You're not wrong. And there's a huge difference between throwing in the bullpen and staying sharp and facing major league hitters. There's a huge difference. But I think that the risk is worth this. If this were Tony Gonzalez, let's say Tony Gonzalez yeah. was having a, a miraculous season mm-hmm. and he was in the Cy Young mix and was the guy that we're calling, hey, what, what the heck happened? How did he come off the tracks in the last month or so? I would be more concerned about what you're saying. But the, Walker Bueller has pitched in all these games before. He well, it might be a little hyped up. Yeah, maybe. But he, dude, this guy is fearless. No, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a made guy. I, I am not worried about him from a stage standpoint maybe he's got a little of adrenaline thing going on and he's not quite as fine he'll figure it out i have i have all the faith in the world in this guy i just think it is strictly a fatigue issue let's get him as much rest as he needs if he look you know what would be interesting i think nine the, days i just nine thought days. Of that's almost two starts i, I hear you i hear you know and that's be if he pitches tomorrow what if he pitches like three innings tomorrow now i'm in let's that okay cool three innings scoreless it, it baseball and then call it three a day. innings three runs three mm-hmm. innings no runs nine strikeouts whatever just what's dave roll gonna do it. Just roll. What's it. Dave going to do? He's going to pitch him. He's going to pitch him. Yeah. And every quote that you've read over the last couple of days, especially yesterday about them getting their hundredth win, they're still trying to win the division, Trav. And, and listen, I I don't yeah, totally I wonder about that, Al. I, don't, I go back and forth. I don't totally blame him for saying I'm going to play this thing through. I, I don't either. I just think it's the wrong decision. It's a wrong decision that I can kind Kershaw's of Kershaw's not a Kershaw's not a problem, as in. When I say he's not a problem, sure as in he that? needs the innings, I'm not saying his results are exactly what you want to see, but he needs the innings. Yeah, Julio, we'll see if we see him at see, any the, point. The, I, I don't agree with that. I, I think that all four of your guys, right, Scherzer, Bueller, Orias, Kershaw, these guys are guys. You don't need to worry about making sure that they're you know on turn ready. They're they're fine. Ask them what they need. You want to throw three innings tonight? Great, we'll throw you three innings. Ask them what they need is a different question. But this idea of we're going to go at it at all costs, and by the way, even when he says that, I don't know if I buy it. 
I, I get that's what he's going to say. I get that might even be what he has to say, but I don't know if that's actually what they're going to do. We'll find out tomorrow night. One more off day, and they play six days in a row, and then we're into the postseason. The dump coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. USC is lucky that we're not uh, throwing them in the dump. That I could only I could only manage to go through them getting shellacked by Oregon State once today. I can't I can't re- I cannot. That program's turning that around. I mean, on. Oregon State is. Uh... I don't even know where to start there. That's just a good problem. Where are they in the uh, top 25? <laughs> not in it. About top 40. <laughs> Probably not in it. <laughs> top 50. Three and one. Oregon State is the perennial punchline, right? When you think about at least we're not Oregon State. Got one loss to Purdue. Uh-huh. Purdue. Not Ohio State. Purdue. It, so what is it now? Two teams left. Two teams in the Pac-12. Two teams in the Pac-12. 25. Oregon is at number three. UCLA, I think, is at number 20. 20. Yeah. Um, well, look, here, here, USC if there's a silver lining to all of this yeah. is that everything became very clear with that loss to Oregon State that you know what we need to start from scratch everything. whatever's here everything. yep question everybody mm-hmm. everything every player every coach every everything that we've done if you have carpet play, go with hardwood floors all of it all of it. Gatorade, we're going Powerade. Go Powerade. Pepsi, we're going Coke. Yep. McDonald's, we're going Burger King. Just change switch everything. it up. Just switch it up along if, the way. If there's if there's one thing I will say, so USC gets embarrassed again at the Coliseum. Uh, it's the first loss to Oregon State in LA since nineteen sixty. They had won twenty four straight games. So if there's one thing SC is doing is they're creating new lows. Okay. <laughs> That's a, Trojan football 2021 creating new, new lows. lows. <laughs> but Trav, put that on the yearbook. You said something about a silver lining. Uh-huh. There might be. And that silver lining may be very it might be so clear cut in the next couple of weeks that yep, this whole thing, the last thing you want by the end of the season is not to have full clarity. They're going to have full clarity. They look stale, they look bad, they look uninspired. There was nothing about that that was good. What is good is the dump. It's time for everything we haven't gotten to today. Yes, it's time for the dump. Justin Tucker, NFL record, 66 a delay yard, a game. game-winning field goal to give the Ravens the win against the Detroit Lions, and you are right. That was a weird way they got to kick that 60-yard, 66-yard field goal. Well, it was even before that. It was, it was the play prior, right? And what makes it so weird, Trav... I'm watching uh, the highlights of the game. That the I think the Chargers KC game just finished. You got Boomer Esiason, and they're looking at the clock, the delay game clock. It hits zero. I could count to two. Yeah, it was that f- it was at zero. Yeah, it wasn't just barely missing. And they let the play go. And then right after that, like you mentioned, a 66-yard field goal. NFL record-breaking uh, Justin Tucker field goal. Kick. So speaking of the officiating, we talked about this um, last week that these ticky-tacks, unsportsmanlike penalties that have been called all over the place. I don't know if this weekend was as bad as the first two weeks. I haven't heard as much about it, so maybe not. That's how it but, usually goes, right? They, they try to set the rules. Once they kind of do it, they line it up. But this was a call that cost the Lions a game. Yeah. Okay. It, it almost yeah. certainly cost them a game, which is a big deal. And then in the Sunday night game last night, Devontae Adams gets a, a helmet to the chin yep. and nobody says anything like the, these are the these are game altering plays potentially or health altering plays mm-hmm. and it's yeah we didn't see nothing but somebody spins the ball on the ground and we're gonna hit him for 15 yards that's a weird deal eject them four game suspension justin tucker has a big leg nfl record 66 apparently mm-hmm. he's got big pipes too
What am I, a church? That's Justin Tucker? That's legit. It's okay. All right. You're totally unimpressed. That's my favorite part. Let's hear it. Give me an Ave Maria real quick. Go. I'm so on that. That's pretty damn impressive. It's amazing. I always wanted to be able to do something. I can't do anything. Nothing. I can't do anything. You can uh, you can take down a beer as quick as anybody. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, I can't that's, do that. That's a I, I have a party trick I can do with a baseball, too, that I'll show you some other time. A year ago yesterday, okay. the Lakers advanced to the NBA Finals. As weird as that sounds at the so, end of September. So it's still been less than a year uh-huh. that the Lakers won an NBA championship. Yep. And somebody else was crowned. <laughs> and they're going to play a couple preseason games before we get to the one-year mark. October 3rd is the first Lakers preseason game this upcoming Sunday. I know you shake your head. You're just like, what the hell? How is it October 3rd? It, yeah, it got here very quick. Th- yeah. That whole COVID season in the bubble and the yeah. timeline of it all, it when it was happening, it was great. But the further you get away from it, the weirder it was. Just, it just seems the timing like, of it all. Well, I, it seems like the Lakers – like I feel like Lakers beat Orlando – in the finals before they beat Miami in the finals. <laughs> it feels It that feels way. 14 years ago that they beat Jimmy Butler. It absolutely does. Aaron Rodgers, Sunday night football last night, did what he does. We saw Tom Brady do it on Thursday night mm-hmm. football to open up the season. There are just some guys, even though no timeouts, 37 seconds, he's got well, to 75 yards. And, and, and I don't want to say I knew he was going to do it, but you weren't turning the TV off. Okay, but You were sitting is, around waiting to see if he could knock it out. This is the thing. When I hear people on Twitter, you know, sit back and say, well, they left him too much time. What do you want him to no, do? that's not what that was. By the way, the Chargers were in a in an interesting spot. Chargers had a couple different occasions where they could have kicked a field goal, tied the game at 27. This was a game they're playing at KC yesterday. And I'm listening to Tony Romo the entire time saying, oh, I love this. I love that. I love they're going for the win. They end up scoring a touchdown. But they left KC with a timeout. And they like there were certain predicaments that were playing. They had to get... On a, on a fourth and nine, they went for it and got a defensive pass interference, a PI for them to get the first down. Uh, it's so easy to say, well, this is what the 49ers – how do you – 49ers you did these? nothing wrong. They needed a touchdown in that situation. They got it. You don't – and that's – you don't drop on the one-yard line. That You drop on the one-yard line and you when lose you the don't game. need a touchdown. Yes. That's just to kill the clock so the other team – they needed the points. You, the, Jusek falls into the end zone. They score the touchdown. They kick the PAT. They go ahead by one. 37 seconds. You're feeling pretty good about it unless – it's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or, you know, is there anybody else on that list? Anybody else that you don't turn the TV off in that spot? Uh, who, who'd you name? Rodgers and Brady. Um, Russell Wilson has definitely had moments like that. I'm Not okay bad. to leave the uh, Not leave, bad. leave the TV on. Lamar, um, Mahomes? Mahomes, definitely. By the way, Stafford. Stafford is, is starting to get there. Very easily going to be if the Rams are in a position. You know, we basically already did it. Had a had a drive in that uh, game against the Colts. Kind of push came to shove, but I think he's going to have opportunities. Is that the like last that. box for him to check Stafford? I'm talking about this because the no they they were behind against Indy and mm-hmm. they came back and won, but it wasn't you know two minutes sure, to sure, go. Sure. It was the fourth quarter yeah. to go basically. Is that the uh, other than the obvious playoff box we're talking about regular season box? Is that the last one you need to see from him? I think you just got to let this thing play out. I mean, it's so early. So to, to say that, is that all you need to see? I think we're going to see things over the next 10 weeks where you're going to have such a better look at Stafford in so many different situations. By the way, it doesn't matter what they do in the regular season. Come postseason, that's all people are really going to pay attention to. I mean, if he has a great regular season, he has a bad postseason game, that's all they're going to remember. You know what? 
you're right. Yeah. You, you're, you, you, you're, see, they could be the number one seed. Won't matter. The only buy in nothing. the NFC. And they could show up in that first game and get beaten. It's like, what the was 100%. that? 100%. Yeah. It, it, then, go- then Jared Goff's going to call into the show. <laughs> yeah, Jared Goff be like, hey, uh, I did beat Seattle last year. Granted, I came into the game as the backup behind John Wolford, but I did find a way to get it done. The U.S. wins the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits in Kohler, Wisconsin. And not only did they win out, it was Dominated. a boat yeah. race. They got out early on that on Friday. They never looked back. Complete control. How much of it? Uh, how much of that did you watch this weekend? Decent amount. Yeah, I, I watched a, a pretty good amount on Saturday. Um, there was a weird moment yesterday after they won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka do not like each other. Like openly say, "No, I don't like him." They Kepka says, "I it's hate good. that." I guy. like that. It's good for the sport. They, Justin Thomas, another guy on the team, said, "Okay, you know, in the spirit of Team USA, why don't we end this whole thing with Brooks and Bryson giving each other a hug?" Neither one of them wanted anything to do it. They did it because they got put on the spot, and it was the most awkward hug I've ever seen between two it's people okay. in my life. Like I still hate your guts. By the way, I, I like that. I think there's some. I think golf needs that a little bit, right? Like those are two guys that you can kind of, if those two are going at it on a Sunday. You want to see it. So I think it's actually good for the Here's the good news for the Americans have not done well in the Ryder Cup over the last 20 years or so, but the way that they looked yesterday with the guys that they had, a bunch of young guys that are just getting started in their Ryder Cup careers, they could be good for a very, very long time to go. Did you watch any of it at all? No. I uh, saw a couple highlights. The guys, I think, were celebrating. I think that was one. It was a Saturday night where they were done and they're chugging down beers. Last night, Sunday night. Oh, it was yeah, Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday night was the final night. But by the way, I I need to get a part of a champagne celebration. I've never gotten to do that where people are squirting each other with champagne. Should we just do that after like a random 100%. Wednesday show? Yep, Wednesday show, <laughs> and we'll do it at after at eleven a.m. We people, won't even wait till the end of the show. <laughs> How do people find the pod? ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Slee. We get the full three hours of the show. Mason in Ireland is coming up next. Don't forget Million Dollar Monday all day today. Another chance to win tickets to the Rams and the Cardinals. A chance to win a million dollars along the way. Al and I will be back tomorrow nine fifty-five. Mason in Ireland coming up next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.